0: Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air, broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Sandy Max is also here. So is Greg Matzik, Debbie Lazaga, and Adam Roberts, producing the show this afternoon. Some interesting news out of canada you
1: know you always say i have the right to do what i want it's yeah, a free right. country well in canada it really is uh, a judge rules that flipping people off is a god-given right <laughs> really yeah it was this feud between two neighbors uh, just outside montreal but one of them filed a frivolous case in quebec mm-hmm. so yeah so this judge made a 26-page ruling, like, took it very seriously. <laughs> but this is one of those times where one neighbor is a jerk, and then the other one, they're just sniping no. at each other, and nobody likes those bad neighbor issues. But the last straw was when one neighbor flipped one, not one, but two middle fingers to the other neighbor, and it was caught on surveillance.
2: <laughs> Double and, bird.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the Montreal judge ruled that, quote, flipping the proverbial bird is a God-given, charter-enshrined <laughs> right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. <laughs> Wow, he also called the case trivial and and actually threatened to toss it out. But the charter is like the Canadian Bill of Rights. So, uh, but the I like the judge. Like he took this seriously. He did his job, but he was very straight with them. He's like to be abundantly clear. It is not a crime to give someone the finger, but there is nothing more mundane than petty neighborhood trivialities, mm. and that you have taken up time in our judicial system. <laughs> For this, <laughs> while the police department and 911 dispatching services have more important priorities to address, and that the two of you can, are free to quote clutch your pearls in the face of such insults, ah. <laughs> I, so it, it was like he dressed them oh, down. God. But uh, but yeah, how would that play
0: out here? Are, are we? I mean. Can you go to court if somebody flips you off here? I like a, you
3: want to find out? It's like a freedom of speech mm-hmm. thing, isn't right, it? Right, because
0: we have freedom and of speech. At some very level. strong Bill of Rights. Well,
1: isn't that the whole freedom of speech, but you still have to suffer the consequences? Oh, so, sure. you know, I'm pretty sure in my neighborhood, I'm thinking if I behave that way with both my fingers to a neighbor. If they decide to come over and clock me with the end of the shovel, you know, maybe I've provoked them.
3: <laughs> yeah, You know, what? I, we all react differently. Like if, if I'm driving and I do something, I cut somebody off inadvertently or whatever, and I get the double bird or even a single bird, <laughs> man, I'm probably not reacting too much to that. It's like, hey, man, you were in my way. Uh, but if I get a thumbs down, that's when I really feel bad. I, I really feel like I've disappointed Why? Why somebody. The thumbs- oh. I don't know. It's you just let like, when the thumbs down is like, dude, you got to be uh, better. I'm like, oh, geez, I like do a- have a- to be better. But yeah, a middle yeah. finger, I'm like, come on, that was all you.
0: Well, if you get either of those in Milwaukee, you might want to just keep your head down and drive oh, straight ahead, yeah. or you might get shot. Sure.
1: Yeah, I would keep keep your heads to yourself. Interesting uh,
3: story from Canada. But
1: yeah, you just don't. Also, Canada nice. Yeah, I just can't imagine two Canadians like. But you
3: said Montreal, right? And there's a lot of French. (laughs) So
0: there we go. That balances it out. I think it is 5:15 at WTMJ. Doctor John Raymond up next. Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He is with us in the studio. Always good to see you, Dr. Raymond. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Wanted to ask you about a story that was in the news last week. Not the story, but the issue. The story was that some people from North Carolina went to a town in Mexico to get some cheap medical procedures. It's medical tourism. It's becoming more prevalent than ever before. Um, Two of them were killed, unfortunately. Two of them were injured. Medical tourism. Can you talk in general terms about the potential dangers of medical tourism?
4: Yeah, so um, violence against medical tourists is rare. Um, so this was very unusual. And what medical tourism really is driven by is the desire to get either treatments not available in the U.S. or treatments quicker or cheaper than they can be obtained here. Um, and one of the problems that happened last week is that the people are going to a non-internationally certified healthcare care organization so if people want to get health care in other countries, there are a couple things they should think about. Um, one is the quality of care. So you want to go to uh, to minimize your risk. You want to talk to your doctor first. You want to make sure that the program is internationally certified. They've got a legitimate website, some yeah. testimonials. You have to worry about infections, post-operative care, whether you're able to travel back to the U.S. if you've had a major procedure um, and then just general accountabilities and even communications if the language if there are language difficulties. Um, so again, this could be a good, but there's also a checkered history. Remember, back in the 70s, there were layatril clinics mm-hmm. um, that were in Mexico that were really selling a treatment that was an alternative and complementary treatment that didn't work. And so, I
1: would just say, be careful.
0: Good advice. Very good advice. I would
1: worry about the language. Barrier as well. Just knowing everything you're communicating about is so very important. Absolutely. As we are in this week of 2023, the past three years have been particularly intense and challenging for you as a doctor, I'm sure, as it is now three years since COVID-19 was first identified here in Milwaukee County. And people are still catching it. And spreading it. Uh, and, and I do have a question from the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. And their specific question is, is there data on whether long COVID is actually still happening in people getting the most recent variants? Or was that more of an exclusive attribute to the early strains of COVID-19? Thanks, Andy, And
4: thanks, the listener, for such a great question. The short and simple answer is yes. People are still getting long COVID from the newer variants. But we haven't had enough Time to know whether they're getting it at the same rate they were earlier in the pandemic. But people still do get long COVID. And the more infections you have, the more likely you are to get long COVID.
0: Dr. John Raymond is with us in the studio. A recent study, Dr. Raymond, showed that increased outdoor play may reduce some negative outcomes that have been associated with screen time in young children. Not new research, but kind of reinforcing research. What did the studies show?
4: Yeah, so this was an interesting study Part of it wasn't surprising. It's kids that have more than an hour a day of screen time between the ages of 2 and 4 have some developmental delays in their communication skills and their ability to take care of themselves. So their da- daily living skills um, are um, retarded somewhat. What, what the study showed is that kids that played outdoors for 30 minutes a day had um, some benefits, Not from their communication skills, but from their ability to take care of themselves. Ah. So balance of screen time with some outdoor activity seems like a good idea.
0: Yeah, good stuff.
1: Science can be very fascinating. And as I was getting ready for us to welcome you in the studio today, 3D printers, think of them printing handy objects. I found an article saying that research is being done to 3D print organs and that that could possibly lead to organ transplants can you tell us more about that is that anything that the medical college of wisconsin is researching we don't have people that are
4: doing 3d bioprinting for organs at mcw but this actually is not a new idea it emerged in the 1990s with dot matrix printers and when people started to see that you could you could print um lots of things guns and parts that they started thinking, why can't you do that with tissue? Um, and there's been some success. Uh, there was an artificial bladder that people were able to make with striated wow. muscle and the um, epithelial cells. Um, but complex organs like the heart, where you have an electrical system and a contraction system and a pumping system or the kidney, which has hundreds of different cell types, bigger challenges. So the idea is that you would take cells from a biopsy from a person, grow them in a dish, differentiate them into the different types of cells there are in the kidney, and then reassemble them with the matrix around them and then have a functioning kidney. Um, We're probably a decade or more away from doing something that complicated because even if you print them, they have to make the right connections to each other and have the proper function. But it's really a, a brilliant idea, and if you could do it, you wouldn't need immunosuppression because the cells would be your cells.
0: That is absolutely fascinating to think about. That's remarkable. It really
1: is, and maybe a decade away, because I feel like technology in the medical field in particular Mm -hmm. advances so quickly. Yeah. Wow. All right, good
0: news of the week. Dr. Raymond, good news of the week. What do you got? I've got two pieces of good news. First of all, March
4: Madness starts tomorrow, and our Marquette Golden Eagles are really playing well. They are. Let's all get behind them, buy some Marquette gear, show, show out your pride for Milwaukee and Marquette. I love it. The second might be a little bit of a surprise to people, but um, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. <laughs> Are you? Season three drops tonight. Who's so, uh, uh, your favorite wonderful. character, Ted?
0: But, I love uh, Ted. Right.
4: So many. What really is it about the show
0: characters. that you that you like?
4: Um, a lot of good life lessons, um, uplifting mm-hmm. messages for the most part. People overcoming adversity, and just a lot of likable characters. that... Show feels like something that you would have seen back in the 60s and 70s. Just a feel-good show.
0: Do you watch it with the subtitles on? I don't. <laughs> but I sometimes
4: do. I don't understand what I, exactly I know, what they're saying. You're right.
0: I have a tough t- <laughs> yeah. time, so the battle in my house is... I want them on. My wife doesn't want them on. I don't like them on because then I'm not watching the faces, but I feel like I miss things. I'm rewinding all the time. You
1: can watch it twice. I feel like, Dr. Raymond, you should have a blue and yellow Believe sign in your office if you don't already. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I like the thought of that. Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin and a Ted Lasso fan. Maybe we'll have one of those boxes of pink biscuits for you next time when you you come in. (laughs) Dr. Raymond, thank you so much. We appreciate you being here. Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ.
1: You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice
0: our A chilly day today. Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky is with us, and he's out
2: and about today. Where are you, Niz? Uh, we're down here at Small Pie, which is in Bayview, and they have a reputation of some awesome pies and Nice. Yeah, I haven't sampled yet, but they sure look good, guys. Uh, it's pie day, of course.
0: you got to dive uh, into pie. some pie.
2: <laughs> you know, these ones, you know, like they got a lot of whipped cream on them, and they'd be perfect to, like, throw on someone's face. <laughs> so good. And they're, <laughs> and they're really expensive, too, uh, you know, so yeah. I wouldn't want anybody to do that. But, yeah, it's pie day. Instead of talking the whole science behind it, radiuses and whatnot, why not stand out in the cold in front of a pie shop, right?
3: You seem like a key lime pie sort of guy, Brian
2: no i mean i'll eat it but yeah, but no that no, I... would not be my choice okay. what is it what's at the top yeah, what's of the
1: tempting list you there
2: uh gosh you know what i'm pretty i'm pretty tip you know standard like i mean apple pie you know uh strawberry rhubarb pie Ooh, maybe yeah um Excellent. some more of that type traditional stuff i'm not even a big pumpkin pie there was one that i thought looked really really good it looked like a um what did they call it a salted honey pie now i have Ooh. like salted honey custardy kind of almost like a like a thickness of, like, a pumpkin pie, but mm. it was salted honey, and then it had the whole whipped cream and stuff mm. on the top. That one looked good. That sounds that good. That sounds delicious, Brian. It does. Man. Oh.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey, yeah, what do no, the next five yeah, days yeah, look yeah.
2: like, buddy? Um, you know what? Honestly, we're looking at it one more uh, chilly night tonight, and then by tomorrow I think we get some early spring-like weather uh, for tomorrow. We're up to 48, I think, for a high, and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah! You know, a few spots. Hit 50. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Greg's very All right, excited. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then as we head into uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, clouds will start to thicken up. Thursday, it starts to get pretty nasty again. Cloudy, breezy, rain likely, but still in the 40s. At least this time around with this next storm system, it'll be more rain than snow. On the back side of the system on Friday, we could see a brief period of snow Friday morning. Very little accumulation expected. A high of 38. Saturday, mostly cloudy and cold again, 30 degrees. So Whoa. enjoy the 40s. While we have it, yeah, high of only 30 Man. Uh, this weekend on Saturday. That's
0: like a dozen degrees below average, at least.
2: Yeah, At least, yeah. I think today, check, uh, 44, 45, oh. the normal wow. high temperature. Yeah, and like each day, it's almost like a half a degree higher now. Yeah. We're starting to really get into that, that uptick here uh, in March. So, But 49- guess what?
1: Oh, but guess what? It's light later. That's very nice.
2: Yeah, that's true, Sandy. I I like what you're thinking. You know, I'm setting up here for my 6 o'clock newscast here, and usually, you know, last week at this time, uh, it'd be getting dark, and the sun is still shining. Good
0: stuff. He is meteorologist Brian Nesnansky. Grab a pie for your family on the way home.
2: Will do. See you guys.
0: See you up at 543. Up next, it's Tuesdays with Zora.
3: comes right after Giannis. Oh, look at this. He just punched Lopez. We got a scrum going. Trey Lyles was pushing Giannis, and Lopez did not take kindly to it. Got right in his face, and Lyles punches him. Oh, that was last night in
0: Sacramento. Intense action, and Zora Stevenson was right there. You could actually see her on the TV coverage. I mean, she had a front-row seat to this, and she is with us this afternoon. Hey, thanks for making some time, Zora.
5: Thank you. Yeah, I stood up right away. I was about to run, and Marcus was going to be on his own on the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: so close to the action. <laughs> so, what did you? A two-part question, I guess. What did you see? Yeah. Can you kind of describe your vantage point? And then, was there something that led up to that? what What are we missing here?
5: Yeah. So, I initially saw Giannis kind of walking out the shot clock as the game was winding down. I vividly remember like fifteen point four left on the clock. And he kind of walks towards the Bucks bench a little bit and meets Trey Lyles. And from one perspective, it could look like Giannis, like, cut tra- Trey Lyles off. And from another perspective, it could look like Trey Lyles is trying to get a foul late in the game for no reason, that the, the game was over at that point. So if you're Brooke Lopez, it seems that you would maybe see Trey Lyles, like, trying to get a foul on your guy. And Trey Lyles then, like, slightly shoved Giannis. And, I mean, these guys have have been together for five seasons, Brooke and Giannis, and Brooke doesn't play when it comes to people that he cares about. He felt like that was unnecessary, and then that's, you know, when Brooke Lopez uh, approached Trey Lows and everything went from there.
0: Did something happen earlier in the game before that possession? Is there any bad blood? No. I mean, it just seemed well, to come out of nowhere.
5: Yeah, I mean, it was a physical game, though. I mean, Brooke Lopez had to get his eye patched up. He had kind of gotten hit by Sabonis. I mean, the, the guys were battling, so it was a hard-fought game. Um, there wasn't anything specific between like for Lowe's and then Giannis or Brooke. No, none of that. But I think, you know, it was um, playoff type basketball and emotions were running high and, and guys wanted to win. I mean, this is Sacramento Kings team that hasn't been in the playoffs in 16 seasons now in a position to do so the bucks in that number one spot. And they've been through so much this season with injuries and guys in and out. And, you know, they want to continue to play good basketball this, this time of the season. And I, I think it all kind of boiled up in that moment. And, after the game, Brooke said, hey, I was protecting my guy. Giannis said he he appreciated it. He's going to pay for those technical fouls.
3: Yeah, I was looking at the injury report, trying to f- see if there's anything. I, I don't know if fines are disclosed in the NBA like they are at the NFL, Zora, but have you heard any disciplinary action here for Lopez? It, it doesn't appear as if it'll affect him tonight.
5: No, Brooke is, is not listed in the injury report, and he got ejected. Brooke does not have, like, a long list of, uh, technical fouls is here. The the other ejection I can remember is a game against Toronto, uh, where there was a headband situation <laughs> between Brooke and Gary Gary Trent Jr. If you all remember that, one. Brooke actually a right? nominal explanation of it, yes, post-game. his headband was talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like Brook went on a whole soliloquy afterwards. Um, not the case this time. I mean, he was very succinct in saying that he was he was protecting his teammate. So Brooks only had this happen a couple times. I don't think anything. Comes in the way of like suspensions, unless you get to a certain number of of ejections, and, and Brook is nowhere near that. So uh, should be set to suit up tonight, unless something changes between now and and tip off. I,
3: I thought Trey Lyles was more used to losing to Wisconsin teams than he is. Apparently, it's just not over the Final Four match up against Wisconsin <laughs> a few years ago.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of Kentucky connections on that Sacramento Kings team. I, I don't know if he, he's going all the way back to those days, but uh, yeah, both guys for sure. He did about something. But, you know, what I noticed, too, is at the end of the incident, because I don't, I mean, however you want to categorize what happened, Giannis and Sabonis kind of dapped each other up. I mean, it, it's all respect between guys in the NBA. So um, Coach Bud, I, I think, kind of put it well, plainly, that said it was unfortunate the way that the game ended, but it was a physical and entertaining game of basketball for sure. All
0: right, Zora, it is National Pie Day. As in the mathematical mm. equation, we've chosen not to talk about that because it's just too complicated. The other kind of pie. Do you have a favorite pie? Are you a pie girl?
5: Oh, I, I mean, I just love food in general. So any category <laughs> you throw at me, I can definitely uh, entertain. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I love peach cobbler. I love apple pie. I love any, like, sort of berry pie. Uh, in Milwaukee, there is this business called Hatched, and they have these hand pies and they have them at various you know, local coffee shops around Ooh. the city. I think they're about to open up their own standalone brick-and-mortar shop, but that's one of my nice. favorite pie places because it's a smaller pie, and it doesn't make me feel as bad about the fact that I'm eating pie. <laughs> like I love market. that. Very important.
0: So you're on a desert <laughs> island. You can take one pie. What is it?
5: These are sort of berry mix, like strawberry, blueberry, mm. apple berry mix. Yeah, something with berries in it.
0: That sounds good. Zora Stevenson, have a great call tonight, Zora.
3: All right, thank you.
0: It is 5.53 on WTMJ, and uh, Pie Shop's got to be doing a big business today.
3: Well, I wondered about that because National Pie Day, like the pie we like to eat, is January 23rd.
1: I love how you don't like New Year's Day as a holiday, but you know exactly when National Pie Day is.
3: <laughs> that is a day worth I'm having charmed. off, I'm telling you. After you eat all that pie, you need a little nap, That's for sure. But I wondered if there's any confusion. Like, do people hear, hey, it's National Pie Day, and think to themselves, you know what, I could use a slice of pie versus the mathematical deal, which I bailed out on at some point in college. So a curiosity got the best of me, so I decided to make a phone call.
6: Thank you for calling, Aggies. I'm going to
3: help you. Hi, is this uh, Aggies Bakery and Cake Shop? This
6: is Aggies. What can I do for you?
3: Hi there. It's uh, Greg Matzik calling from WTMJ Radio. I, I got a tape running. So it- it's National Pie Day. Are-, are you guys cooking up anything special for National Pie Day, even though it's like the mathematical pie and not the pie that we like to eat?
6: We do have single serve pies, nine inch pies and handheld pies in our store today.
3: You do, okay, was there like anything special going on because it's National Pie Day?
6: We just, it just said it's Pie Days and we made a bunch of extra pies to put out in the store for our our, our clients.
3: Okay, so that's funny. I, I wonder if you have like some customers who are like confused because it's it's like the mathematical pie.
6: I'm not sure, but they're not confused. Everybody keeps coming and asking if we have pies.
3: Well, it's probably because you guys make delicious pies, right?
6: <laughs> we do make one of the best pies in the city. Yes.
3: All right. So if I'm going to come in, like, what's the one I need to get? What's the pie that everybody has to have if they've never been to Aggie's Bakery and Cake Shop?
6: Um, either an our apple pie or our blueberry pie are, are my two favorite. Those are my two favorites.
3: Do you guys do one of those mincemeat pies? Those are kind of strange.
6: We do not do a mincemeat pie.
3: I don't even know what mincemeat is. Is that something that you grew up with?
6: Uh, not me, no.
3: Yeah, that seems like a strange one to me. I'm a big fan of apple pie.
6: So I've got banana pies, banana cream pie, and chocolate cream pie in the store.
3: And is today kind of a busier day than normal for you, would you expect?
6: For pies, yes.
3: I think people are confused.
6: You know what? This day is catching on, and it's becoming more and more popular for people to order pies on this day. Well,
3: that's great for you, right? You bet. (laughs) That's great. Happy National Pie Day.
6: All right, honey. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Uh, that was a nice conversation I had with my friend at Aggie's. <laughs> uh, she's so I- Wisconsin. <laughs> she's, she's wonderful. I did a nice little place, Mom and Pop Shop, in West Dallas. If you're driving home right now, I'm sure it's off Greenfield because everything is uh, in West <laughs> Dallas. Much. So just grab it. Grab yourself a nice hand pie, one of the nine-inchers. It'll oh, make everybody happy at so home nice. if you come home with pie.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's truth right there. I love this day.